0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: In the latest of a series of podcasts concerning the dawn of the Chinese New Year, the year of the ox, today I'm speaking to Charlie Dutton, Portfolio Manager at 91, currently based in Cape Town, and we're going to talk about tech. Charlie, tech's appeal, spotlight on China's technology sector, so personant at the moment, and catching up with the rest of the world. And when I say the rest of the world, certainly overtaking Europe, but also catching up with the United States of America.
0: Yeah, indeed, Nancy. I mean, it's, it's fascinating at the moment, and I think you'd actually argue that there are there are many cases in China at the moment where the technology is more advanced, particularly in terms of the the personal uh, internet and e-commerce space, uh, and we're ahead of the U.S. Uh, when you look at the likes of of Tencent and, and Alibaba, uh, the the options they give to consumers now is incredibly advanced, and unlike if, let's say when you're in Europe or the U.S. and you might be using whatsapp and instagram and facebook and amazon whatever it might be you know when you use your wechat app you have everything within one app Uh, and so it's incredibly more advanced i think personally from a personal consumer perspective uh, compared to the west
1: i saw a piece on the bbc this morning about that wechat story the presenter was saying she showed the viewers her telephone and how many apps she had on her phone. And she says, if you have WeChat, it's all in one. And it's called a super app. So it's, I think you're quite right. It's more advanced, isn't it?
0: Indeed. So, so WeChat, what WeChat has is you go into the WeChat program. And then within there, when you open it up, you have these mini programs in there. But you can do all your bill payments, all your banking. Uh, there's been a lot of press recently around fintech. Uh, but you know, you're able to go in and transfer any amount of cash or, or deposits around, you can actually invest in in fund products or, or, or credit products. Uh, but also within that same app, whether it be messaging your friends, uh, doing any kind of e-commerce, uh, booking flights, booking taxis, it's all within that one app, as you say, rather than having to to bounce around between apps as we do.
1: You say here in your first paragraph, and what I quite like about this piece that you co-wrote, The Year of the Ox, Oxtails, it says here, the development of China's tech sectors is likely to accelerate this year, creating opportunities for investors, but caution is warranted because this increasingly politicized industry requires careful navigation. So it's not just throw a dart at a
0: dartboard. You've got to be very selective. Indeed. I think... We just got to bear in mind that you know, the internet sector in China has been given a bit of a free rein over the last five or six years. Uh, I think the, the government has been very supportive of that because they saw that uh, by letting the internet sector do, do as it has done, uh, it has massively increased the productivity of, of China's economy as a whole. It's enriched a lot of people, particularly within uh, rural China and the lower tier cities. It's enabled them uh, to become part of the, of the modern economy. So. There is support behind it, but certainly I think it's got to a point now whereby the the regulator and the government has decided, you know what, we just need to come in here and make sure that there is fair practice. There aren't uh, monopolies uh, involved here. Uh, We need to make sure that the antitrust issues are okay. So that's on the one side. And then on the other side is... Just and this is more of a serious issue and something that they they were obviously going to take uh, incredibly seriously going forward is the systemic risk which could could occur through through fintech and just and obviously that was what happened with with regards to Ant Financial and the Ant Financial IPO being pulled, uh, but now the new regulation which is being put in place around the fintech sector.
1: It's interesting this particular sentence and it bears out a lot of the rhetoric there's been around since the previous white house administration it says here communiques on the 14th five-year plan which will be confirmed in march you say emphasize innovation and technological self-sufficiency which suggests beijing will try to speed up the decoupling of domestic tech sectors from their international peers in other words not only become self-sufficient domestically but also export the technology to the rest of the world
0: yes indeed i think there's Needs to be kind of clarity around this that there there are two aspects to tech in China. One is the internet um, side of the business, which is obviously the likes of Alibaba and Tencent and, and, and Baidu and Meituan, and they are incredibly advanced and they are advancing in a way which is very different from the West and can act independently from the West. So that's on one side. The other side, which um, I think that paper refers to is more about um, hardware and software technology. And it's a a well-known fact that uh, China spends more on importing semiconductor chips each year than on importing oil. So what they would like to do is be able to move along that technology curve so that they are self-sufficient in terms of uh, chip manufacturer, but also other technologies as well. What's interesting on that aspect though, is I think that's gonna be a much harder route for China to take because they just don't have the technological ability to move up that curve. Um, If you look at the likes of TSMC and Samsung, what's happened within foundries, within logic, uh, within memory on the chip manufacturing side, for China to get to that point is very difficult. And and they're about five years behind the curve um, on that perspective. Where the US has been very effective is in banning semiconductor equipment going to China. And without that semiconductor equipment, it's very hard for them to build Uh, the factories which can produce these chips. So I can see on the one hand, the internet sector absolutely advancing and and, and doing extraordinarily well. But on the technology side, and particularly on that hardware semiconductor side, it's going to be hard for the Chinese to catch up in, in the current form.
1: What about the investable universe when you look at your strategy as a portfolio manager? Is the investable universe becoming more and more diverse and is, is it becoming more and more accessible? Is it becoming more and more interesting? Is it a stock pickers market, an asset class market? Maybe you could elucidate a
0: bit. Absolutely. The strategy that, that I run, Asia Pacific Franchise, very much focuses on you know, the very highest quality companies in Asia. Uh, we've got 27 stocks in the portfolio, Say so probably around half of those are in China. And certainly if we look at the opportunity set at the moment, the opportunity set with, um, from an Asian perspective is very much coming from China. And what we're finding is that not only have you got fantastic business models in there with very large um, addressable markets, great financial models, but importantly the corporate governance and the capital allocation of these businesses is significantly improving. And that's, that's really the aspect which Asia has been lagging, you could say, uh, in terms of compared to Europe and the US but certainly the uh, investor interaction with these corporates and the regulators' interaction with these corporates means that that corporate governance is really beginning to improve. And and that's what's exciting for us, which is why the opportunity set is is really beginning to, to increase going forward.
1: What about valuations? Obviously, valuations have caught up in the last year or so, but are they still attractive compared to, for
0: example, Silicon Valley stocks? I think so. And the reason for that is I think the The growth pathway and the the size of the addressable market in China is so extraordinarily big that actually even though the starting valuations on some of these businesses might appear um, quite expensive, if you look at where those businesses can be in three, five, and ten years' time, uh, it really is uh, significantly more than where we currently are. And the three sectors that we really focus on are are healthcare, uh, consumer, and, and IT. And if you look at each of those um, divisions, each of those industries and think about where they're going to be over the next three years, five years and 10 years, as middle class China continues to grow, as disposable income continues to grow, as the requirements on the healthcare care increases, but also looking at that technological space in terms of the advancements they're making there, it is extraordinarily exciting.
1: And you say, to conclude your piece, you say, time will tell which route China will choose. But with so much in flux this year, there could be buying opportunities for long-term investors. It must be quite an exciting prospect, just as a final comment.
0: Absolutely. And, and yeah, with, with all the positive um, yeah, items that I've just mentioned there, we have still got to bear in mind that this is a, it's an emerging market, effectively. Uh, there will be regulatory hiccups. There might be things where corporate governance issues. And I think that type of aspect could, could come to the fore. Um, who knows where US-China relations are gonna go from here. And again, that could buy, uh, provide uh, opportunities to buy some of these businesses uh, on, on an ongoing basis. So yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, it is something where there will be volatility in the market. You've seen an incredible recovery post COVID-19 crisis um, in China. Some of the valuations on some of the businesses, I might add, not, not the ones that we in, but some of the businesses that we look at do appear to be stretched. Uh, So I think there will be great opportunities through the year to continue adding to positions.
1: Charlie, thank you very much for your time. That's Charlie Dutton, Portfolio Manager in the Quality Team at 91 and co-author of The Year of the Ox. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or position